Hey guys, uh, Patrick from Bleacher Brawls here. I wanted to tell you a little bit about this episode before you listen to it. So this episode is one of our Twitter spaces. We do this um, about weekly. We hang out. Anybody who can hop on, we watch the Red Sox game. And um, that's what we did tonight. We watched the Red Sox-Angels game. The weirdest Red Sox lineup you've ever seen. Mike Trout out on the Angels and um, the Celtics playing in the NBA Finals. So it was not uh, the dream matchup we had originally envisioned when we thought it was going to be Nate versus Shohei. We originally scheduled this night, but we did what we could. So what you're going to hear now is us just hanging out. And you're going to hear six uh, Red Sox fans. Um, just watching the game together and arguing baseball. We talk about all the things baseball fans love to argue about. The shift, uh, bunting, contracts, um, all the stuff that um, keep you going when your game's 0-0, right? With that being said, this is recorded um, directly from Twitter. So it's not as um, strong in terms of production value as we normally try and aim for here at Bleacher Bros because um, it's us on our phones and we're kind of in and out of muting and it's not it's not the typical podcast setup right we're not um, uh, cornering ourselves in our homes and secluding ourselves and setting up our microphones and stuff right we're hanging in front of our TVs and we're watching the games so the audio is a little imperfect some of us are just louder than others um, sometimes dogs bark in the background Sometimes, you know, vibes check in on us. Um, it's not what you're probably used to when it comes to a typical podcast, but it is um, what we've come to know as some of our Twitter spaces hanging out and watching the game. If you like what you hear um, in this episode, come hang out with us at Bleacher Brawl on Twitter. Um, but you guys know that already. You can also find that link in the description of this episode. And um, come hang out with us. Whenever we have a space, come watch the game, and then you can sort of join our conversation. This episode was just us talking, um, but we quite often let um, anybody who wants to take the mic take the mic and ask us some questions, and we'll ask you some questions, and we'll just talk some Red Sox baseball. So if you like what you um, heard here, we do it all the time, okay? Uh, There are going to be some folks you haven't yet heard on the podcast, Um, Derek who runs our YouTube channel. This will be his first podcast appearance. You can see him every single day on YouTube. He does daily Red Sox game recaps and um, talks about a bunch of other topics as well. He and I just chat a little bit about the Salem Red Sox. You're also going to hear Jeremy for the first time on the show and then a couple other voices you recognize. All right. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys are sort of enticed by this Twitter space thing. And um, yeah, enjoy. So let's um let's break this one down real quick. Arroyo leading off, just kind of taking over uh, Kike's spot, right? But then Vasquez at first base, JD yeah. DHing, Xander at short, healthy, playing tonight. Story in the fifth hole, Verdugo, Bobby playing a little third base, which um you know I love to see. Plowecki catching because it's Nate and Jackie in center. Is um, Plowecki, no, not Plowecki, I'm sorry, is 
Um, Vasquez playing first because he's just so hot and they don't want to take his bat out of the lineup, even though Ploiecki's catching? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll say this because I saw something earlier that said something about uh, how Core likes to talk about how Vasquez played first base in game three of the 2018 World Series and how he also played first base a lot in winter ball this past off season. Uh, because they didn't want him, he didn't catch during winter ball. He just played first base or DH. So I think that Cora trusts him enough to put him there. Um, and yes, obviously, probably because the bat's hot and you can't put JD in the outfield. Uh, but also two injuries as well. So but because I, I, played first base in the 17th inning of a World Series game, it's like, <laughs> all right, we'll start him at first base here. Well, yeah, I think it's a righty-lefty yeah, righty thing. No, that, that makes no sense. The reason why he's playing first base is because is a Dalbeck, yeah, Devers has the day off. So Dalbeck's playing third, and we don't have another outfielder because Kike just went on the DL. Instead of bringing up an outfielder, they brought up some scrub, right? So they It's Arauz, right? Arauz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they put, so they put Vasquez at first because – they have an ever ever revolving shitstorm of first baseman anyway, so why not add to the problem? Yeah, and, well, and they, they don't want the they want they don't want the the, the franchise Franchi Cordero at first because he's a lefty. So yeah, they could have just played Cordero there. I think it's just because Vasquez is hitting really well right. Well, now. it's a lefty lefty matchup. I don't think they like him against lefties. I'm sure they don't, but I'd prefer that than Vasquez at first. You got your starting catcher at a position he's not used to. I mean, I feel like he could get hurt or something. Right. Like yeah. yeah, but where's he going to play if he's not going to catch and they want to keep him in the lineup? That's the thing. You You'd have to DH him and put JD in the outfield. Well, I just don't. don't no, JD's not touching the outfield. No, well, that's you just you don't. Do. You give Vasquez the play. freaking – you give Vasquez the day off too. Yeah. Like, it's not a hard thing. If he gets hurt at first base during this game, there's a shitstorm on Cora. Well, yeah, and it also, you know, they're already having Devers sit. So it's one of those games where we're already putting a bunch of people to sit down. We're not using our best lineup anyway. Might as well give Vasquez the day off too. You might as well chalk this one up to an L anyway. I, I I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I kind of like the Vaz at first base thing. He's Vaz like, now. He's Vaz. He's always been Vaz. Um, you know, Bobby is a hard guy to defend. Okay. And um, I like Franchi in the outfield. Um, I mean, obviously, especially with like, like you no know, Kike, you got to move Jack to the center, and he's the only guy you're going to have if you don't have Duran. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> I like it would too. You, I, I don't hate it. That's the thing. Would you rather have? I mean, obviously, like today's different because they're giving Devers the night off. But would you rather have Ploiecki in the lineup, or would you rather have Bobby in the lineup? Well, they're I'll both Bobby. Wait, Bobby's not even. Bobby's. In, they're both in the lineup. They're all. No, I'm saying, but just like that's the thing. It's like obviously, like Rafi has the night off, but if that were not the case, it would be Vaz at first or Bobby at first. At this, Any scenario where Bobby, Bobby is Bobby in the lineup is a nightmare scenario. I think I'd, I'd rather have Dalbeck at first and Vasquez behind the plate than Vasquez at first and Kowalski behind the plate. But also, too, it's because of Nate pitching. They are. They, for some reason, have to catch Pawlecki, which I get it, but it's also a little ridiculous. Nate's earned it. Nate has earned the personal catcher. If he wants a personal catcher, though, why don't just call up Connor Wong? I don't know. I don't think he has earned it because, according to Luke, he's not the ace. So maybe he hasn't earned it. 
It's not the Michael Walker viewers. Well, Michael Walker. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. Well, when you think about it, at least Michael Walker has a history of actually being an ace at one point, you know, like 10 years ago. Pavet is the ace, but Evaldi's got seniority and, you know, he's he's still got the the ace, whatever, parking spot or whatever. No, he's that's Chris Sale's parking out. spot. Huh? That's Chris Sale's parking spot, his contract. Chris Sale has Never been evicted. Never heard of him. Chris Sale has been evicted. <laughs> Who's this Chris Sale guy? He, he had it written in his contract. He, he gets that parking spot. That's why Nebraska paid him $30 million a year. <laughs> That yeah, that remains probably not my least favorite thing that Dombrowski did, but definitely in the top three. That sale extension, like he flamed out in the first year he was here. In that, by the time they got to the playoffs against Cleveland, he didn't really have shit left. And then in two thousand eighteen, he was what after September first, he was like eighty percent of himself. And but counter. That- 2018, yeah. he gives them the five-year extension for 145 million. The only good thing Dombrowski did with coming to Chris Sale is not also giving up Devers in that trade because the White Sox, on top of uh, Moncada and Kopech, asked for Devers as the third piece. In well, the also trade. counterpoint to the uh, Sale signing, Dombrowski also did the Avaldi extension. So does that kind of balance it out? No. Kind of, no, kind of, because he. Well, that is I, definitely well, net positive. Absolutely, that's net positive. I'd rather give Evaldi thirty million and let Sale walk than Sale. Sale won. Sale won million. the World Series in 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 eighteen. Yeah, Sale was the closer in Game Five. As, as, as out of the bullpen, not as a starter. Yeah, Ooh, nice Price, strikeout. Price won the World Series. Sale got the last three outs, but I mean. <laughs> Never heard of yeah, him. David Price deserved $30 million more than Chris Sale did. I don't know about that one, Chief. If we're basing off who won the World Series, then, yeah. But that, that Evaldi contract looked like shit right away. Remember, he was awful in 2019, and then he had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, everyone hated the Evaldi contract. Yeah. The Evaldi so contract last- was, like, the favorite of the uh, baseball haters, the hot take people to go and rant about about how bad Evaldi's contract was and how stupid Dombrowski is. But that was honestly one of the most shrewd signings he did in his whole tenure. No, that to be was fair, to, to be fair though, Evaldi was horrible and screwed so bad in his first year. They moved him to the bullpen. He had a five ninety nine year array. <clears throat> so we're uh, we're playing the Angels tonight. <laughs> And I think it's only fitting that we address the firing of Joe Madden. I know that Derek talked about this a little bit um, in uh, his YouTube video on it. Obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously, but does anybody actually feel like Madden is the one to blame for this losing streak? Or is he just a scapegoat? 100% not not to blame. What's to blame is your two best hitters have done nothing in the last 12 games. Even that's going to happen, though. I mean, it's not – that's not – I wouldn't blame Trout and Otani either. It's just – it's some kind of systematic issue, something wrong with the team. I mean, part of it's an aberration, but, yeah, there's something – screwy going on there but to just blame the manager just because 
it's happening is just stupid. It's not like Madden doesn't have a established track record or anything. He's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. like it's not like he was batting Trout eighth and Otani ninth <laughs> every day, right? He was still they were still playing every day. They were batting in their normal spots. It's just the players weren't getting it done. I mean, yeah. how are you gonna how are you gonna blame the manager for that? Well, yeah, and the Angels aren't they, a particularly well built franchise anyway. Like, I don't think I, anyone I mean, was going into this year expecting whoa, whoa. the Angels to win ninety games. I think it's a I did. They're five hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah, well you, you're very special. You should. Yeah, I mean, I, like you should on paper think that they're good, right? I mean, yeah, but like, their no, their pitching is terrible. They were ten paper. games over five hundred before the losing streak started. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Twenty-seven yeah. and seventeen. They were dominating. Yeah, they were overperforming and then they underperformed. Yeah, that's just as yeah. much an aberration as the Red Sox starting ten and nineteen. Exactly. Yeah, but also, too, the thing with though is with the Angels is does Madden get a little bit of blame? Yes, but you should. Was is it enough blame for him to be fired? No, not close. Not even close. I mean, Obviously, if there was, I think every, everyone gets a little bit of blame, and it was also bad luck because Rendon's injured, Fletcher's injured, um, and so they got those two of their more important batters getting injured. They had some. Um, their bullpens kind and their pitching struggled in the stretch where they were good recently. Um, and there has been a couple bad management decisions, like bringing in Rysel Iglesias in the eighth inning in Philly when they were up six to two because they were in a jam, and then Harper hits the grand slam. Yeah, like um, you they could, had no like, part is injured too. But like you cannot say that like oh Joe Madden made three decisions. Um, he's the problem here. Like I mean they did the same thing in Philly. Oh, yeah, right? Like sure. Joe Joe Girardi. Not the, the problem with that ball club, right? But they're looking for, like, a, a thing to kind of say, oh, we're going to be bad, and we're going to be bad all year, and, like, this is, like, our, like, excuse. You know, like, I think the Angels have given up on the postseason once again already, and this is their kind of way of signaling, like, well, you know, we tried to switch it up. That's friggin' nuts if they gave up on the postseason already. I don't think I mean, they, they gave have... up on the postseason, but this is the, the firing of a manager – and is a move at this point after losing. They replaced him with it, Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin wasn't even a good third base coach. He was the worst third yeah. base coach in the league last year. Okay. Well, and well, really, yeah. he was the worst third base coach in the league last year. I think. Apparently, John, I think John. Is there a list? Is or are people keeping track of the worst third base coaches? Here's the thing: well, if you don't hear the name of a third base coach, it probably means they're a good third base coach. Exactly. Exactly. And Nevin like led. Or not Nevin, but the Yankees led the league like by a landslide um, in people getting thrown out at home, and that's like I don't know, maybe his most important job. That's yeah, and then, the, and then the Angels hired him as a bench coach, which is a, which is a, which is a promotion. And John, do you want to chime in on Phil Nevin? Because I know you have a lot of thoughts about Phil Nevin. No, I I do. I do we want have to add make John a speaker. Yeah, oh, I do want to add speaker. Oh, yes, he, he is in stunned silence right now oh. at your attacks on Phil Nevin. Stunned <laughs> silence. John, go to the I, left yeah. corner of your phone and click request to speak. Joey, I guarantee you, um, John was thrilled when Phil Nevin was fired. I think every Yankee fan was. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think I do want to add about the Angels is I'm surprised that they did actually go to Nevin as an interim manager. Um, but all, I think the Angels need a younger manager. Um, you had Sosha, who's kind of older. Uh, Madden's old. And now Nevin, he's older. He's over 50. I think the Angels could use a manager in this 
late thirties, early forties. So, Why? Two points to that. They had Brad Osmus two years or before Madden, right? And yeah. that was shit. Joe Madden came in and it was still shit. So maybe it's not the manager who's shit. Maybe it's the Angels who are shit. Maybe you hire a good young manager, don't hire a guy who's not a good manager. Maybe it's the organization that's shit, not the manager. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really a crime in, in the five fact. years. If, Sorry, Luke, you go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying they've had four managers in five years. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a crime that what Artie Marino and the other people in that organization have done to the careers of Mike Trout and now Shohei Atani. I mean, there, there's a special place in hell for for GMs that waste generational talent like that. It, it's just really sad. But I don't think they've given up on the season yet. I mean, they are actually – is, is, are they two games back now of the wild card? I think they're two and a half. Yeah, okay. they're, I'm they're gonna, still I'm gonna correct myself. I'm going to correct myself on giving up. I, I'm going to change that. But what, I, but what I think I really meant was like when they inevitably don't make the postseason, they're going to go, ah, yeah, well, we tried to shake it up. Yeah, and so, be Joe Madden. We had the, oh, if we didn't have the Joe Madden losing streak in June, right? Exactly, we would have made exactly. it. So my thing is, if Joe Madden is to blame for a twelve-game losing streak, to which you're just maybe a couple games under five hundred, why wasn't Cora fired when he started the season ten and nineteen? Because the Red Sox have patience. Right, so what you're saying is it's not the manager's fault. Yeah, it's the organization's fault. No, it's not the manager's fault. The manager, I think there's a couple right. of maybe bad managers just here and there, and Madden gets a little bit of the blame, but no, it's not nearly enough of the blame for him to be fired. So it's, Also, I would take Cora over Madden any day. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, of course. Madden gets credit for a lot of shit. I think Madden gets credit for a lot of shit that you know, is not necessarily his doing. So do you notice when he left, he gave this weird rant about statistics and saber metrics and like how they're being forced upon managers. But everybody, when he was in Tampa, everyone thought he was one of the pioneers of that because Tampa was the first ones to start doing all this weird shit all the time like openers and lineups changing every single day and stuff like that and now apparently after he got fired he was just going off about how managers aren't allowed to manage by their balls anymore and that they have to follow the spreadsheets and everything well one so it turns out all, about... of, all of the things that everybody thought were like these joe madden revolutions were just tampa bay revolution it was all high and blue <laughs> Well, one of the interesting <laughs> things they talk about is Joe Madden was saying that the uh, the front office now has so much control of what happens on the field compared to it did how it did before. So you know, there's like there's this new conversation in baseball between like managers that actually want to manage and have control over what's going on on the field, and managers who kind of just listen to the front office. And I wonder if part of him being fired is not listening to the Angels' front office when they were asking him to make managerial decisions. And, and knowing the Angels' front office, I imagine they were giving him the wrong ideas anyway, so he's probably doing every Angels fan a service by not listening to Arda Marino and Perry Manesian in the front office of the Angels. Okay, well, how, well, here's this, though. The thing is, like, if the front office is ultimately the ones who sign the players, who decide on who signing the players. So the front office probably has an idea of how they would like the player to be used. And if the manager isn't using the 
the player how they imagined, especially if the player's struggling, is that something the front office should probably bring up to the manager? Yeah, probably. I mean, is this like I, the thing at the like beginning the of the year manager... where they were like, "Oh, we're yeah, we're going to play Trout in right field a little bit." Right, and then later on that day, Trout was like, um, "We've never talked about that." Then the next day, Madden's like, "Oh, we're going to play Trout in center field every day." <laughs> yeah, it could I mean, be. It could be an art. There's an argument to put Trout in left field, actually, especially as he's getting a little older. But blah blah blah. It could be something a lot simpler, like him and the GM just don't get along very well. Like maybe Madden like struts around like he's the shit and doesn't want to listen to the GM or the opposite or something like that. I feel like a lot of times stuff like this happens. People wonder what happened, what happened. And it's just like two guys don't get along. And Luke, I hate to cut you off, but um, my favorite third baseman on the team is up to bat right now. And um, I'd like to focus in on this for a second. Okay, your second is gone. I do. Can I just add really quick? <laughs> the fucking silence. I need to add. Really I was gonna give you a little golf clap. Nothing to say about that. <laughs> well, let's let's watch. Let's watch Dahlbeck. Is this his? Is this his two old count? Is this the opposite of a Bobby Dahlbeck special? Shades of Kevin Euclid right now at third base. Yeah. I I do have to add though when like use use core compared like his coordinating of thigh off the bat check. But how what, have when have we ever heard anything about Tor and Heim Bloom not you know getting along well? They've all all we've good heard eye, that Bobby. They good get eye. along very well. Shut up. We can't. We're you're ahead of us, Joey. Yeah, Joey, you're ahead of everybody apparently. But this is the first three zero count of his career, so it's a big. Yeah, moment. I just saw a pickoff move. <laughs> I'm still on a two yeah. zero count. Look at that! Look at that third baseman. That that talented. Wonderful, Kevin Euclid. Yeah, he's about to get on base, Moneyball style. OBP. He's an OBP guy. Look at that! Four I wish he was above OBP. his head, and he watched every single one of them. Good for him. His OBP is lower than the weight of everybody that's on that's doing this, watching this game on this space right now. Wait, what's his OBP? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Sub 220, I'm guessing. You think I'm over 220 pounds? You? you? I figure you're about 240. He's got a 269 on base. <laughs> we know Bruce Wayne does not weigh that much. <laughs> Bruce Wayne wishes he was 240. It's 269 on base, so. Actually, Batman's probably pretty buff. Like, think about like the badass like Batman. I mean, like, he's probably 240. I, thank you, thank you, Patrick. I mean, you know, you're more like the Adam West Batman, but <laughs> no, I'm about I'm about I'm about one fifty five. You're like the Val Kilmer Batman. <laughs> How but hey, t- Val Kilmer got to fuck Nicole Kidman in that movie, so like that's probably the best Batman to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, she's seventy years old, but you know, I, I give it a try. Joey, I'm sorry. <laughs> we can <laughs> Nicole. Nicole... Nicole Kidman is not 70 years old. Well, in Batman Forever, she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Hollywood, for Hollywood, hey. You know, your money, baby. Um, you know, your money. Oh, my God. You're so money and you don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to make Kresge bleed. <laughs> You're Somebody so money, Patrick. Score. You're so money, Bobby Dahlbeck, and you don't even know it. 
Yeah, drawn walks and everything. I'm gonna check this out next time. That's the first. That's the first walk he's drawn in about a week. That game yeah, was awesome. Oh, that was NHL '94 or NHL '95, but I remember that game where you can make the players' heads bleed. That was, it was just saying. definitely '94. I I remember 94? that very. Yeah. Yep. It's probably 94 because 94 is the classic one that everyone talks about. 94? Great year. Oh, yeah. Great. I think that's the year Batman Forever came out. No. Mm. That, like, 98, 90, I think. Seven. No, no. That was like Batman and Robin. No, Ooh, Batman. So I, I will tell you guys. Oh, I guess I could. Wait, no. Batman and Robin, I'm going to say. Don't tell us yet. I'm going to say Batman and Robin was 2001. And Batman was. Seven. Here it is. Batman Forever 95. Batman Shit. and Robin 97. All right. So really? I, I have two things to tell you guys. I have two things to tell you guys. I'm old. I've always preferred the George Clooney Batman to all the other Batmans. That's always been my favorite Batman. Fucking mute him, for God's sake. Yeah, that, that checks out. That <laughs> makes perfect. That makes perfect fucking sense. <laughs> That's wow. what I should have said. I should not have said Val Kilmer. I should have said George Clooney. George Clooney. Oh, my God. And the George number two, Batman. Alvaro, our, uh, our producer. I'm going to start calling him our producer. Our producer, Alvaro. Why would you call him that? <laughs> he's producing us. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's okay. producing the, so, the wait, operation. Number one, number one, he's not a producer. Number two, his name's not Elvira. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, God. He's, like, he's, a, he's our graphic designer. So yes, our uh, our graphic producer Alvaro is actually currently working on a uh, on a secret project between him and I, uh, where it's me as Batman uh, looking over Seattle. During the sweep that the Red Sox did, Joey, you gotta let it go. Man. I swear to God, if they sweep Seattle, you gotta let it mind. go. It's true. It's, it's gonna series? be a picture of me in the Batman costume. It's looking over Seattle. He's working on it. You can ask him. Oh my God, Joey, you need to jump on the game recap for the last game of this Angels series so you can make another. Oh, did I tell you guys I called Al Horford scoring the most points in Game One? Did I tell you about guys about that? Who are you calling for the most points in Game 3? Joey, right here, right now, for all the world to hear, we play Seattle this weekend. What is the outcome of that series? How many games? How many games? Three. Hmm. Do we have evolved in any of these games? Let me check. It would probably not. It would be Hill, Whitlock, and Waka. Hill, Whitlock, and who? Waka. Ooh, waka waka waka. Mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two out of three. I'm gonna say two out of three against Seattle. I'm going on two out of three. God, I hope you're wrong. Can't always be great news, it, guys. It, it it all depends on how Dick Mountain pitches. I'm I'm going three though. Three and zero. Oh. They're sweeping. Doug, God, I hope you're wrong. Jeremy, you're a big guy. Uh... So bad. No, 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 no. I just hope I just hope he's wrong, just so we could tell him that he's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Prediction: The Angels are going to lose the rest of the series to the Red Sox, and they're going to get swept by the Mets and the Dodgers. 
because if he if we sweep wait, 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 wait. No, I'm if sorry, we sweep I'm the did... if we sweep the Mariners, then we could say Joey fucked up and he's wrong. <laughs> say that LA is gonna go on like a twenty two game losing streak. You, you guys will, you guys will see me. Well, what, what's the uh, what's the franchise record for losing streak for the Angels? Twelve if they lose tonight. They if, they it. If, yeah, if they lose tonight, they break it. Oh, oh yeah. that's bad. I didn't the Orioles lose like thirty something games in a row in twenty eighteen or like fifty or something because like that's how bad they were that year. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, you know what I just found, guys? What? I found my ticket to the Pavetta game. Well, that was worth. Right. It's right that, here. It's on paper, but that was killing me on that one, man. Wait, did I'm sorry. This I, is a I franchise had, that I, has been around for 60 years, and they're going to set their losing streak record with a roster that has Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on it? I, I had you to mean, mute, and, and I had to mute Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to unmute him, though. <laughs> He's unmuted now. Oh, there he is. I figured it oh, out. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about Jackie Bradley in a little bit when he gets up to the plate. Oh, then you're going to have to mute me again. Why do we have I think, to? I think I would rather talk about the fact that um, I think Alex Verdugo is the worst defensive first or, or left fielder, excuse me, that I um, watch consistently, that I have watched consistently. I would rather talk about what we were just saying. Trout Notani being on the Angels. This has to signify that the Angels is the worst run franchise in all of fucking sports. Yeah, Period. it's ridiculous. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy too, and they they act like they're gonna well because this guy fires GMs all the time. He, he's always firing GMs, so none of these GMs are actually allowed to build a vision and build a team. So he so these guys just go out and have to sign these big contracts, and then when they ultimately fail because they always do. The team just gets reset again, and they do the same thing in five years. It's beautiful, except for 0-1. Uh, and failing. 0-1. I just looked up defense outfielder left fielders defensive uh, ratings. Jesse okay. Winker already has negative seven defensive runs saved. Yeah, I don't watch Jesse Winker. I'm talking about like no, I know that. Like I'm just saying left fielders <laughs> that I have watched consistently anyway. in my lifetime. Right, like Red Sox left fielders. Right, I guess I see Austin Hayes a lot in Baltimore. Right, like just like. Guys, I see a lot. I hate watching Verdugo play the outfield. I hate every. I feel. Like, I feel like he's solid, except for then he makes like some like. There's just something that goes to his head. He just makes like one stupid like stupid play, like at, like the most but random does, moment ever. He does something really stupid like once or twice a week. He does, I wouldn't. No, I'm not like, he's doing better than me. Like that's so often. After, that's so often. After <laughs> yeah. Diving after, you know, bobbles a ball that. He should easily scoop up, like takes a horrible route to something, overthrows a bit, something. And yeah, him and Renfro being in the outfield at the same time, I think was a big reason why the defense was so bad last year. Yeah, but Renfro had a gun. Renfro had an arm. I he know. Yeah. It's, you make, it's weird, though. You make 16 you... errors as an outfielder? That's like, that should be impossible. 
<laughs> yeah, but he also made 16 uh, outfield assists. Well, yeah, didn't he lead the league? Yeah, and but 10 of them were in the first two weeks of the season. So let's be honest. Take out the first couple weeks. And yeah, but think of how like many runs that points. saved. Think of how many runs that saved because people were afraid to run on Renfro. Yeah. So there's some, there's some under-the-surface statistics the going on there. Yeah, and year. he was awesome because he kicked that ball over the field. or that over the. I was at that game. It was hilarious. That was the luckiest play ever. He did. The fact, the threat of his arm, and yeah, he got 12 guys out, and the threat of his arm did help a lot. But he just, he walked around like, you know, remember that one game where it was, they were they had the lead and someone hit a single to right and to right center and he held up his hand at Hernandez like yeah I'll get this buddy and then he just bombed the ball over the catcher's head <laughs> and run scored and I think another run got to third and they ended up scoring and it just like it, it was, was like, part of his charm like, <laughs> yeah hero ball I freaking hate hero ball. Well, speaking of hero ball, you know, we were talking about the Angels again. With Mike Trout and Shohei out in that, how, how long do the Angels have Shohei for? A couple more years. Yeah, I think it's um, two more years, I think. Do either of them make the playoffs as Angels before they no, themselves become Angels gonna, in the outfield? Someone's going to give them like $50 million a year. Yeah. Trout's like the Dodgers. When's Otani a free agent? I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, I think it's two years, but um, Trout. After 2023, so after next year. Oh. Wow, that is soon. I didn't realize it was that soon. Yeah. yeah. Who, who wants to bet that the Dodgers are going to give him like a 10-year deal worth like $900 million? Hello, this didn't is he the say when he came over, color. New York or L.A., like wasn't that like all he wanted to do? He wanted to be on the West Coast because the time zone that the games are played are better Japan. for Japan. Yeah. Than what yeah. the East Coast teams are playing. Yeah, he can go home. Much yeah, he's easier. going to the Dodgers. I mean, it's do they actually space for like a huge contract like that? Yeah, their 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 payroll is three seventeen this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see Heim Bloom making a move. I think the idea of a pitcher hitter combo for him would give him an aneurysm. It, it just it would it would be too much for him. I'm waiting for the Verdugo two-way player. When is that going to happen? Yeah. Let, yeah. Okay, can I, can I make a fair point about it? You didn't want Derek to point. go on long tangents and you brought that up? Yeah, Derek, Derek, I, I, yeah, please don't. No, actually, yeah, no. Not, Look, that might, we don't want to mute you, okay? That might be the dumbest thing you've ever said, Pat. Derek, what do you think Verdugo's <laughs> pitch mix would be? What do you think his pitch mix would be? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to get into that. You don't want me going on long tangents, but... I think that it. I'm not just. In, not but I'm going to do it anyway. General, if you can have a position player <laughs> that can be a two-way player that can come in a game when it's kind of like a five, six, seven-run game in the ninth inning, and you don't want to waste the bullpen arm, especially if it's one of those games when your starter only goes like two or three innings, and you already got to use a decent amount of your bullpen. I know, but I mean, having a guy that can come in and throw an inning, and he's that's an actual fielder, but you can trust him to throw an inning. I understand what you're saying, but wouldn't that also uh, increase the possibility of him getting injured when you need him in the lineup every day? He could hurt his arm throwing, and remember, he's an outfielder. He kind of needs it. Yeah. Not if you do it properly. Well, I'm just saying, for example, for example, Dariq, okay? If if Verdugo (laughs) Verdugo comes out, it's a blowout game. 
okay, it's a blowout, and he pitches the eighth and ninth. Um, you know, it's ten to two, and he pitches the eighth and ninth, throws about 40, 30 pitches, right? He comes in the next game, he's playing left field. My arm's kind of sore, right? Because pitchers, they need to sit after they pitch. My arm's kind of yeah, sore. No Shohei doesn't go out and play the field, really. He's a DH. But no one's asking Doogie to throw 95 on the mound. It doesn't what matter you if, you, if you're if you're pitching so the bullpen can be saved. You think Rich Hill's arm doesn't hurt after he pitches? Of course it okay. does. Okay, all right. I, I think we got the point, guys. God knows we, what he's rejecting into his system to dull the pain. All right, so we're we're, we're going to move on. He can't even figure out how to play a decent outfield. What makes yeah, any I, think he's going to learn I, how to pitch? I was kidding. I regret bringing it up. Um, yeah. hey, that's a pretty it's good a deal. So, Forty-four dollars so, uh, for four tickets, four sodas, and four hot dogs. I mean, hey, I got to get to do something in LA. I got a. Point. We don't have. We can't get fans. I, I, I got a point to make. Who else knew that it was a rule that you can't bring in a position player unless you're trailing by six? I do. Which is why you should have two way player like Alex or up know. or up by six. Or yes, that's a rule. I yeah, did not yeah, know that. Yeah, they found out the other they day. So, um, what's his face? Uh, homeboy. Uh, Dave Roberts. Yeah, there we go. Dave Roberts tried to bring in a a position player, to, a, a position player to pitch when it when the score was nine to four. So and the umpires and the umpires told him that he couldn't because it was against the rule, and the rule is six runs. So, question: What happens if they're out of pitchers? That's a good question. I think that would be different because if you're out of pitchers, then you could just be like, "Oh, our pitcher's injured, take him out," and then you, because you have no other pitchers, they would probably have to let you use a position player. I'm just as much against that as I am against uh, making rules against the shift. Like, if a manager wants to do something, wants to use his player in a certain way, I, they shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to tell him what he can't do as long as he's not as long as he's not doing anything that's going to give his team an unfair advantage that's bullshit yeah what? and besides in today's game i agree in today's game the positions are now so fluid because of the shift like you know uh some people might want story to be the shortstop of the red Sox and not bogarts but when they're playing in the shift all the time i mean xander's all the time over at second base and, sh- and uh, stories all the time over by shortstop because just how the shifts work. So unless you're one of those crazy people that wants to take Xander off short and put him at second and put story at shortstop, which I don't know anyone who would want to do that. It doesn't really make that big of a difference. The amount of team, the amount of times rather that we've seen um, Devers play what is basically shortstop because of the shift <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or you see the first baseman basically playing like second base. Well, uh, the, the fact is, the shift has been around. They have Ted Williams. I mean, people have done shifts before. It's not anything new. And it's I don't just know not at the level of it is now. Rid of it. What's yeah? I mean, when they did it against Ted Williams, they only did it against Ted Williams, which right. is actually crazy to think about. It was only him. Yeah, no, I mean, they were still doing Jack that. Jr., like you know, even within my short lifetime, compared to all you guys, it used to just be like the shift was just for David Ortiz. Like it was just David Ortiz. That's who, that's who they shifted. Oh, it was Barry Bonds, and um, it was Bonds. One, <laughs> the shift on Barry Bonds was to not pitch to him. 
I forget. Well, yeah, but they did. They did the shift too. They had a, he had four outfielders against them a lot of times. I forget who I was listening to. Probably MLB on Sirius um, the other day, and they were interviewing someone, and they said, "Well, if if the shift would have happened in their time, those hitters back then were good enough to go the other way and hit the ball where the shift wasn't." And now he's saying that hitters today cannot do that. Can I make a counter-argument to that real quick? Well, it's that, because pitchers have gotten good. better. Because the pitchers are a million times better. Than yeah, but why can't you bunt? Why ago. can't you bunt to third base? Right, right. Because you the guys don't bunt anymore. We've just they, seen Jackie try it twice. And, he, okay. and, he can't but, twice. and that's the thing. Jackie Bradley should be able to He would have had a base hit if he could have gotten that down. Jackie that Bradley one would have been a double. should be one of the yeah. best bunters in the league. <laughs> Right, so he should be, Derek. As you were saying, that the the pitchers are a million times better, and, and and that we can all agree, technology has advanced so much since you know the days of the fifties and stuff like that. Like hitters should be able to figure out a way to beat the shift and hit it towards the other side. The technology's there, everything's there to help them do it. It they just won't do it. Players back then were good enough. Uh, yeah, to, still yes good enough no. to do it I today. Think, I think those. I think it's different though because pitchers are throwing like you see that guys now are throwing so hard they're literally destroying their arms throwing as hard as like as hard as they are. That's like in the pitchers too like they're destroying their arms because they're spinning the ball so much and they're getting so much spinning ball. Their pitchers are literally destroying their arms just to pitch better and pitch better than ever before. Right, but so, look at what a lot of guys are doing at the plate. They're swinging so hard that it's their torque on their back and everything else. And you see, I mean, Mike Trout is probably going down that road with all his groin issues and that. They're swinging so hard. They don't need to swing that hard. Hit the contact. I, I think any major league player listening to that would say, no, it's so hard to hit these pitchers. It's so hard to make contact uh, so much of the time. Like, we can't put it wherever we want to put it. But well, JD like, can do it. Yeah, JD goes yeah. off so, all, so, all the time. Right. Like, can't, he well, can't JD hit it down the right field line whenever he wants to. But, okay, but, can we, can, but also, too, have any of us faced, you know, 99 miles per hour with, like, a wipeout slider and a nasty splitter? Like, let's be honest. No, he didn't have a splitter. Yes, I have. <laughs> he didn't have a splitter. He had a palm ball, but yeah. Okay. Well, like, well, like you got guys, like, the perfect example is Yohan Duran from the Twins. Still on 100, like, 102 out the pen with a 97-mile-per-hour splitter that's reached 98 and 99 before. And a ninety mile per hour wipeout curveball, like, like but that's Derry, ridiculous to hit. But Derry, that's baseball. Like we're not saying every single time a player gets up, it's cool to Derry <laughs> should be able to hit it to third base. We're not saying that should happen every single time, but it's the sport, right? It should be an option. It should be something players are trying to do. I think that's our point. We're not saying that oh, no, yeah. every time they're shifting on, you know, Jackie Bradley, he should be able to hit it to the left side because there's a gap there, but. It sh- that should be like part of his strategy. That should be something that players should be trying to do. Not that he should be able to successful. bunt it to the left side. Yeah, Luke bunting is totally is right. He should be the best bunter in the league. Yeah, yeah. He, he shouldn't even be able yeah. to swing a bat. To be honest, the, the, the thing is with bunting though is, and this is for most major league players, regardless of how good or bad they are, is when's the last time most of them have actually bunted like ever? Like that, and I think that's part of the problem. Is people just say, "Oh, you can just bunt to beat the shift," but when's the last time these guys bunted? They don't just practice bunting. They're professional major league players. They should be able to do a 
common baseball task. In yeah, life. yeah, but yeah, but they're no, they're no, they don't get taught. Oh, here's how to bunt because when you're in high, school, you guys are in high school. They're when are they ever gonna bunt? Because they're the three hitter on their team and they're hitting nine hundred. Like, like there's just no need for them to bunt. So, ever. so there's a concept, it's, right? Get into the pros. You you learn how to bunt, and they're so good they can. They should be able to learn to bunt in two weeks, you know. Oh, that's like, a good question. Do they do shifts in the minors like they do in the majors? That's actually a very good question. So, depending, sometimes they do, yeah. Sometimes because I, I mean, that's a that's a pretty legitimate excuse. If they don't shift like this in the minors, then all of a sudden guys come up like Bobby Bobby D, and he sees a shift for the first time. He has no idea what to do. I mean, I can at least it's be sympathetic. Rare. It's they do it, but it's not as drastic. But one thing, like so seen... let's talk about something I'm usually against in baseball, right? Evolution. So the opener, right? That's a, that's, that's a new evolution. These strategies uh, in baseball come around all the time. And you know why? Because baseball is a sport where you're doing what you can to win. And any team is going to take any edge they can to try and win. So if bunting towards third base in a shift or bunting towards first base in a shift is going to make a team more successful, going to give them a better chance to win, well, then these teams are going to have to make that adjustment, right? That's what I'm saying, Derek. Like, if that if it's going to help them win, they can do it. Just be, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible, right? But also, too, you also have to look at the same thing as, oh, the, the teams with evolution, the teams are just going to go their analytics and be like, yeah, it's like the, it's not worth it to bunt. Well, as much analytics. fun as it is to talk about bunting, um, <laughs> it's not this much fun. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, 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 I think though. But Derek still has one more thing. Derek's still going. <laughs> no, 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 we got to see what happens when they ban shifts, though, because the they're gonna ban shifts, which is basically you have to have two guys on each side of the bag. Are they gonna ban it? Is that confirmed? They're banning shifting. I think it's happening well, this year. They probably will. Yeah, I think it's they next probably year. will. Yeah, they're still fighting it, but I think it'll happen next year. Yeah, if they go against you know, the shift and there is still a ghost runner in extra innings, I'm gonna be pissed. I I I would I would be okay if they banned the shift if it meant they got rid of the ghost runner rule. I like the ghost runner. I cannot stand it. I I think it's an abomination to baseball. Yeah, it's an abomination to God and baseball. <laughs> I have no interest in seventeen inning games. I don't, maybe I'm, maybe I just uh, don't like uh, as much baseball game as you guys do. But um, are you? I'm, okay? I don't cool. want a seventeen inning. Game. I'm totally that cool for inning in the tenth or eleventh inning and I, calling it a night. I, I think that those guys are too. <laughs> I, well, after I've the 12th inning, if the game's tied, game. they should just call it a tie. Or just do a home run derby to break no. a tie break. Derek, tie I'm going to throw a baseball at your head if you say tie again. Yeah, no. Tie. No, tie. tie. That's tie. You, you should be. Tie. Mute, Derek. Take it from the great sport of soccer. Oh, my God. No, there's you're, no time. You're, you're an embarrassment to your country. But here's what I will say. I, I am somebody – I have sat through extra inning games. I, the longest I've done is 19 innings. And – on a 95 degree day in the sun just bakes you to death. It's not, yeah, there's no way to give a shit at a certain point. After, I mean, like, it's going to be at least six o'clock anyway. So it gets cooler. It does. You get to the we, we inning and like, you just cannot give well. a shit. But here's what I'm going to say about the ghost runner. Okay. As I was against it, I really was until I went to a couple games last year and saw it happen. There's something different about it that adds the excitement. Like when you're sitting through a 19 inning game and honestly, by like 14th inning, you're like, somebody for God's sake, just get a 
freaking home run or get somebody across home plate before I stab myself in the temple. Like, but, it, it goes on and on. Hold on. Can, can I make a, oh, can I make an argument? That, real quick? How is that even though in a bit because both teams have it, so it's just as easy for each for each team to score one run as it is with the man on second each than to, to, for nobody to score a run with nobody on base because it's not. How about, how, well, how about we do this though? How about we say after the eleventh inning? Then they do the the ghost run. No, no, because how like about the, you just leave baseball as baseball? I was, I was, I was with Jeremy. I was against it until every game ended in the tenth. Every game ends in the tenth now. Like maybe it goes into the eleventh, but it normally ends in the tenth. Why not? And so, like, as someone that guys, recently, no, these guys are not trying to play fifteen inning games. So, are, are they? Why not, yeah. Are, why not are they the bringing the second base and have the hitters hit from the mound? Are they bringing the uh, Ghost Runner to the playoffs? Really is, is that is that going to be in the playoffs? Probably. No, I don't think I would... the playoffs. Oh, maybe not. So, oh, uh, oh. first of all, that's another thing I don't like. I don't like in that's general having different rules. Rules are different in the playoffs now and, and than they are in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that, number one. And then number two, as someone who – so last year I went to the uh, game, I think, three or four uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays in the playoffs where Vasquez hit the game-winning home run. Right, that was a crazy, very intense game. I think it went about 13, 14 innings, but it was crazy, very intense, and we were at the edge of our seat for about five innings. So, just because a game was an extra innings doesn't mean that it's not suspenseful or that the fans don't want to watch anymore. Uh, but that's also a playoff. But there's a big, game. yeah, there's a big difference between October thirteenth inning than June thirteenth. Maybe for a casual yeah. viewer like you, Patrick. <laughs> okay, but especially, especially when you have like two clubs that stink. Like when you're in the playoffs, like it, this game matters. There are two clubs that are good. Like you know, it's it's a real duel. But like you know, nobody's trying to watch. You know, the yeah, Orioles no one's gonna take watch on the anywhere, Guardians though. in the 14th inning. Yeah, but okay. But see, what about the, what about this though, Patrick? Like, let's let's say Pirates versus uh, what's another bad team? The Marlins. Pirates versus Marlins. I would never watch the game off. to begin with. Yeah, but exactly. Yes, you never watch the game to begin with. And even if you were watching, wouldn't you be more likely to keep watching if it's 1 1 rather than if it's 9 0 in the eighth? I, no, I, because people don't watch kidding, blowouts. Really, nothing's I, happening. I would just turn that game off whenever I felt like it. Like, <laughs> your, I would not your eyes started bleeding. Yeah, whenever I had something else to do, like, I don't know, mow my grass or do my taxes, I would just turn that game off. You know, like, I don't, I, I think I wouldn't actually, care regardless. Sitting and watching Brian a Pirates did, versus Marlins did, game could send me into an existential crisis. Hey, 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 hey. Depends on who's pitching for the Marlins. No, Derek, no, 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 no. No. Is Andy Alcantara or Pablo Lopez on the mound? I'm watching. I could not care even less. I, like, that's, I don't care about the Marlins even a little bit. And for the Pirates, you got Cabrian Hayes playing third and Michael Chavis playing first. Oh, wow. Each team has two good players. That's and awesome. And you got David Bednar in the pen for the Pirates. Who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the other big D. He's a very There's good nothing. believer. But he's actually really good. He's the other big D. You got Derek and you got David Bednar. There's <laughs> nothing good about the Ghost Runner. Not... And and the least, uh, not the least of which is the fact that the term is wrong. It's not a ghost runner. It, a ghost runner is when you're playing in the backyard and there's yeah, ghost runner is like kickball. There's an invisible runner. The yeah. runner is really there, so he's not a freaking ghost runner. Call it something else. They should use an actual ghost runner if that's what they're gonna name it. 
call it a free runner or something, but that bothers me almost as much mm-hmm. as anything else. Blade. The, the oh. one good, the one plus side I see to the to the Ghost Runner rule is that. So let's say let's say there's a night game at seven o'clock, and then the next day both the teams have a one o'clock game. Schedule. This should be like have a night a day game after a night game. counter where how long we can talk, and when we get to that time, we just our mic just shuts off. Yeah. But okay, but the, the one good side to the Ghost Runner rule is that I would almost rather talk about bunting after a night game. <laughs> that no one, will, I don't think any player wants to play eighteen innings on a night game and then have a day game the day after. How about we talk about something that has to do with the game that's being played right now? I think that's a great idea, guys. What do you think? I think that would be a that good is idea. a great idea, Joey. This, this is the Red Sox live podcast the of Valdi versus well, it's whatever the hell is. Yeah, no more show. Hey, Reed Detmers. You so let's talk about how to manage a rotation. Let's talk okay. about the future of Evaldi. I think that's something that's very pertinent. This is his last year as a free I'm agent. I'm with Joey. I'm with you. I like. I like. What, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yep. Uh, your money. Your money, Patrick. Your money, baby. <laughs> let's go. He's got Nate's money, and Nate, uh, Nate needs the money. I'm all for keeping Nate. Next year, uh, can I can I give rotation next year, options next year? I'm, uh, no, no, you cannot. No, you can't. <laughs> you. T- Next We're talking year. about Nate. Yes. No, I know, but I'm. This is this relies relates to Nate and will he stay? No, because you. next year under contract, the Red Sox have Sale, Whitlock, Paxton, I, I, I was very polite and about him. <laughs> plus prospects. So thank you, Derek, for interrupting me and then saying exactly what I was going. Put to. Derek in detention, please. <laughs> Doug, Doug, for some reason, I don't have the ability to mute. Did I? Oh, I'm not a co-host anymore because I had yeah. to leave and come back. Oh, here, oh. <laughs> Just for requ- uh, I'll I'll go and make you one. There we go. All right, Evaldi of, of staying. I he's not. I no man. I really don't. Like I could see why, <laughs> but I also see the part where he said no. I mean, how he started this season. That it's not the first time he's had streaks like that where he's just been awful. So. Man, I don't know. What do you What do you mean? Oh. How he started the season? He was the best pitcher for the first three weeks. Good all year, except for that really big game. He had he had one that bad really outing, big game. and his ERA is still like relatively good. Yeah, right. I mean, can I ask? Can yeah. I ask yeah. to DFA him after that one game? <laughs> I didn't say DFA him. I said he's not the ace. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Luke and I agree. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Next year, it's going to be Pavetta and Sale and probably Paxton and Whitlock and Bayo and Hauk. And I'm probably missing somebody else. Avaldi, they're not going to re-sign Avaldi for like five years and $25 million a year. It's just not going to happen. Right. Paxton's going to pitch like three starts this year and he's going to have Tommy John again. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't no. happen. No. Your your arm is stronger after Tommy John now. Oh, so what? You only have to have it like three times then in your life. Who has had it twice other than Avaldi? I can't think of anybody. Hasn't Paxton had it twice? No, I, I think so. he has one Tommy John and one that's not Tommy John but similar to Tommy John. Tommy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy D. Tommy Derek. <laughs> Can I ask, does anyone actually want Evaldi to leave, or would it, is, or is that like just a dumb question? No, I think Evaldi's one of those like, like, um, 
make the most sense on the team? Maybe not. He's, but like I've liked well, him for a couple years now. I've trusted him, and like seeing him go, if he were to go, would be like a bummer. Like well, I wouldn't be like devastated, but I'd be like, oh, that stunk. I liked his time here. You know, I'd I, be bummed I, too. The real question to ask is, at what point do you overpay for Evaldi? I think all of us think, okay, there's some benefits to him staying on the team, but also under can can understand why he would go. It's just what where's that breaking point? There there has to be money involved where you're like, this is a stupid deal and we shouldn't do it. Or do something worthwhile and look up his current contract. Unless you know it off the top of your head. Thirty one or something. But who? Evaldi, look up his current contract unless you know it off the top of your head. No, I'm looking it up right now. I think he's pretty young. I think he's under thirty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think. Okay, of all these 32 right now. Cameron says hi. Of all yeah, these, does, does Kalen have any uh, opinions on the future of the Red Sox rotation? What did you say, Derek? He knew Evaldi was my. Evaldi will be 33 next year. Okay, what's his current contract? Uh, 17 million a year. Uh, I'd give him 17 million a year. He's not going to take he, 7 million. No, no. Someone will give him more. Yeah. He's going to want 25. Yeah. Also, too, how many years do you, you think go he would as take well? 17 to stay? Ooh, the hometown discount. The also years, hometown discount? I don't think, I don't think Bloom offers that. He's not going to want to take a discount. He's not. It's, he's not trying to sign Erod to a long-term deal for you know similar amount of money, weren't they? Who? Erod. No, they. I think they only give Erod a two-year deal. Oh, really? That's what they give. I think that's the only thing they offered him. Maybe yeah. three year at the most. Yeah, he, he wanted three. He's scrubbing it up in Detroit. That was too much to offer him. And good for him. They good for him though. He's getting his money. He's right. getting money, but he does. He's not worth it. He's not ha- worth half it. No, he's not worth it. But you know, good for him. He got he got his money. You know, I'm just happy the Red Sox didn't give it to him. Yeah, me right. too. Okay, so all right, this this is where I'll go with it. Michael Walker is he only signed for the year? Yep. Was it, so he was just a one year deal. One year he finishing the season with stats similar, or, or let's just say reasonably close to Evaldi. Michael Walker is younger than Nate Evaldi. No, he's not. I, I believe he is. I, I believe... love this take. I love I'm looking it up right now. now. Yeah, he look it up. Wrong, he's 30. Eight... Michael Walker is 30. Yeah. He is yeah, he's 30. Wow. Yeah. That's why when you said he's 32. Walker is only 30? Like, why, did I think... why did I think Walker was like 39? Because, right. because he's, so, he's been around so long. He had. But I mean, That's like Manny Machado. Like, I thought he was, like, 34, but he's actually 29. Yeah. So, I mean, there I you go. Evaldi over, um, over him easily. I I would, Sub too. Sub-2 ERA. Years. But also, Walkers will be, like, significantly cheaper. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. Unless he has the Cy Young year this year. I think Waka may be more valuable. I mean, he won't make as much because he doesn't have as much of a really good track record, but he might be more valuable than Evaldi because he's like a totally different pitcher now because right. he finally, at the end of last year, he 
he used to throw his cutter to 33% of the time, and now he barely ever throws it, and he's totally di- – just as a fastball changeup guy, he's so much better than he was, and he's still kind of – people don't think of him as that. So I don't think this is just an outlier year for him. I think he's totally changed the kind of pitcher he is, and he's just be this good at least for a while. I'd take him over Evaldi, I think. I, I'm on the same page with you, Luke, which I don't even know what to freaking say right now. Never mind. I changed my mind. Okay, good. Change it, because that, that was my take on Michael Walker. He's, he's younger than Evaldi, and the way he's pitching right now, if he can keep that going, I'd, I'd probably rather see him than Evaldi because of the money. Yeah, but if he can keep that going, if he can keep that going, we're going to have to pay him a lot more than Evaldi because he's going to be like top five Cy Young. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael Walker on his pitches, this is the percent he uses his pitches. This year, his fastball is 31%. His changeup is 31%. His sinker is 14%. His cutter is 14%. And his curveball is 9%. Last year, his fastball was 36%. Changeup was 29%. Changeup was, I mean, no, let's see. I don't remember what you said the first time. <laughs> All right. So the fastball this year is 31%. Last year was 36 This year, the change of 31. Last year is 29. Last so, Jeremy, year, Kerbo... uh, what I was going to say was, um, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I, I totally get the walk, the walk of, like, over Nate thing. But I think it's one of those things where it's just, like, I just, like, I like like Nate more. Like, I'll just be sad when he leaves. You know what I mean? Like, it makes no sense. But, like, he's a likable guy. I like having him on my baseball team. He's reliable. Right. And um, it's just sad when those guys leave, you know? Like, he throws hard. It's a bummer. Chicks dig the Ks. They do. I mean, and yeah, I mean, you see him on the mound. I mean, he's a high energy guy, and you're like, yeah, you want to get behind that because he's just, it's effective. But he's 32. He throws hard. How much longer is he going to throw like that? I can't believe Walk is only 30. He's got a lot of miles on that arm. He Wait, does. so you, you, you guys are saying, let's let's say a Waka and Evaldi give comparable performances at the end of this year. Okay. You're saying you're a fully confident that Walker's going to come back next year and it's not going to be a total fluke? I don't know. I would. I'd be more willing to get to keep Walker because he'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah the the trade, the he, he will be $10 million cheaper. Right. And probably less years as well. That's the, that's the money we have to pay Jackie Bradley Jr. So, um, you know, we you got to pick it up Here we go. And they're not buying him now. And he's never given out of my mouth. He's like a he's like a cyst. He just never goes away. All right. So I'm only going to record for about five more minutes. So let's do a quick around the horn. Hot take: Who is your least favorite player on the current Red Sox 26 man roster? Go. It's going to be unanimous except for Pat. (laughs) If someone says Verdugo, you're going to stop. Go. You can tell me that Bobby Ooh. is twenty six out of a list of twenty six. <laughs> no, what, really? He's not for me. Oh uh, yeah. Someone, <laughs> so, someone. No, everyone's gonna say Matt Barnes except for like me. No, every, We should we should make it so everyone has to pick a different person because okay, we're all Doug. gonna pick the same people. Doug, everyone's go. gonna pick Matt Barnes. Well, mine's no, mine, mine's easy. Jake Diekman is by far the most hated person. 
I don't even care. Not just, I, on, I, not just on the Red Sox, but in, in Major League Baseball. I like Manny Machado more than I like Jake <laughs> No. Manny's not that bad. Come on. Doug likes. Excuse me. Wait, what? Manny's not that bad. Derek? What? He's 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 gotten a little bit. He's gotten better. Derek noted Dustin Pedroia hater. Yes. Why do you hate the laser show, Derek? I don't hate Pedroia. Is it weird that I like Machado a little bit? Yes. Yes. yes, Derek. Yes. You, Derek, you just aren't capable of having a good take. You, you, you are <laughs> capable. Of it. Okay, so that was Dags. Deekman, Luke, is is it really Bobby? He ranks twenty six out of twenty six. Um. Yes. Yes. Because wow. Wow. because his his size because his size and I think it's only his size has given him just has. Has given Bloom a total Woody over him. Just he's just convinced that he's going to break out and be this forty home run a year guy, and oh. he's so he's nothing but just false hope. What? But he's got a completely empty head, so he's never going to realize any kind of potential. Wow, that was um that was tough to hear. That was tough to hear. With all Joey, oh. you're up. Who's your pick? And it can't oh, be well. a Deekman or a Bobby. I mean, I would, you know, I, I, I considered Bobby, but he's just too handsome. He's just too handsome. That's the thing. Is he just, he always, you know, he always makes me change my mind. You know? is, Bobby, is Bobby your Robin, Joey? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Barnes. Because I, I just can't stand it, especially when he's laughing yeah, that's, that's after he screws better. up. It it really rubs me the wrong way. So he has a bad attitude. We're paying him too much. And he just makes me viscerally angry whenever I see him come out to pitch. Make Derek go last. Yeah, yes, Jeremy. I was just going to ask. Jeremy, who uh, can't be Deekman, Bobby, or Barnes. Um, <laughs> who else is on your shit list? Joe, Joe, Joey took Barnes for me, but oh god, man, it, it's 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 Ryan Brazier for sure. I knew someone was going to say it's Ryan. Brazier. Yeah, I, would, I feel like I, I only have one left. I don't want to go down that road. And he's, Is he he's, eligible? He may be the roster right now. Yeah, he's on the roster. Oh, okay, yeah. So Ryan Brazier for sure. It, he he needs to go. Like the the other night when I shared that thing that the. Uh, Angels fans said, you know, hey, let's trade Trout for Barnes and Brazier. Like, holy shit, we need to do that. Angels fans are freaking stupid. But Brian Brazier, he needs to be tossed into a dumpster or something. You know, that was a that was a parody. Suggested that. No Angels fan really suggested that. So I, I wonder, uh, Derek, Derek, you should uh, include your top five least liked players on the 40 man because I'm sure you have some people on the 40 man. No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go and then we're going to cut Derek off. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> Just popped up on the 26 man today. Jonathan Arauz. I, I, I can't stand this guy. I like, I don't understand why he's like the first infielder we call up from AAA. Um, He's nothing special. He's never been special. Like, I know that he's still, you know, 22 years old or whatever he is. Um, but I just feel like he's never done anything for me, never done anything for us. And I do not understand why he's, like, the first 
infielder off the bench. Yeah, well, he sounds he like a certain third baseman. He's not. He, his job is isn't. His job isn't to give you woodies. It's his job you, is to give Bloom woodies. And I don't know why he does. <laughs> and, and, and you also, it's whoever that was that compared Arroyo's to Bobby is a maniac. Is a maniac. It's just because he plays second, short, and third. That's the only reason. Yeah. They- it's but no. Well, yeah, but he's no one, good. That's that, it, it's either Arauz or Jeter Downs because they're the only two guys that are on the forty man. Um, and Jeter Downs one isn't ready right now, and two he doesn't have service time, whereas Arauz does. Uh, doesn't change anything. I still don't like him. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Derek, when do you think Jeter Downs will be ready? Man roster is constructed. Derek, when do you think Jeter Downs will be ready? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. 30 seconds, um, and I swear to God, I'm pulling up the stopwatch on my phone. Ready? Your least favorite player on the 26-man roster, go. You didn't leave me much, but I'm happy my guy Sal Moore and Philip Alves didn't get chosen on that pick, you know? Um, I'm stuck between two guys that I kind of like but don't hate, so it's between a, a Ploiecki and a Royal, and I'm going to go Ploiecki and the Royal? Ploiecki. Yes! <laughs> What? What? Which of all the guys I don't like. Derek. The guy... Get out of the space. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's fit. guys. He well, doesn't mean it. He I, can't help it. Okay. You need to mute him. You re- you removed. I know privileges. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> you guys can uh, you guys can continue chatting if you like. Watch the game. Always a pleasure watching some Red Sox baseball with you guys. I'm going to fade this out and go record this. He just he sent can't a message. Even join the space again. Wait, did you bump him from the whole space? <laughs> <laughs>